Well, hello, everybody out there. How's everyone doing today? And welcome to another episode of Disney Marvel Podcast Live. It is Saturday night, and today we are talking the Bad Batch. Star Wars, the Bad Batch, to be precise. Latest Disney Plus series regarding Star Wars animated series. First full dedicated animated series for Disney Plus of Star Wars. We had the last season of Clone Wars, but this year, this time, I mean, that was just one season. The rest of it was on, on other channels. That was a Cartoon Network. But this one is strictly Disney Plus. It is Disney Plus's own show. And if you've been watching it, you know why I'm talking about it. If you haven't watched it and you like Star Wars, watch it. Um, particularly if, if you've seen any of the, if you watch Clone Wars and you watched Rebels, then you should watch this one because it is a really, it's an intense um, and really nice episode. And you really get a good sense of the progression of the story. And not just the story of from the Clone Wars. It's the progression of the story from, of all of Star Wars. You know, when you think about it, how we ended up, how we ended up at the end of episode three, and then where we got to in episode four, a lot happened. A lot happened. And maybe we got some information in books. Yeah, we got Rogue One. We got Solo. That gave us a little bit of information about stuff going on. What we're getting in... Clone War in uh, Bad Batch is a slower telling of the story of what all is happening. Where before we just got the movies, you know, in a movie you get two, two and a half hours of it telling you uh, a condensed story. Here we have 16 episodes that is spelling out. And, we're, and who's to say we're only getting 16 episodes? This is just season one. Most likely, we're getting a season two. We get a season two, say it's another additional 16. That's 32 episodes at roughly half an hour each. It's a lot of time um, that we get to, to find out about everything that's that's happening. About how everything is moving forward. It's 16 hours, uh, to be exact. But how everything is moving forward in the Empire. Or how the Empire is growing and how they got to where they are to the point that we saw them in episode four. So we get a lot of stuff that way. So yeah, that's what uh kind of what I want to talk about today. So I hope everyone out there is doing well. You had a good week. New episode came out on uh ooh, what day was that? That was Wednesday, of course. Um it took me a little bit to get to YouTube. I forgot to bring it up to YouTube sooner. But yeah, we uh yeah, last, last week's episode, the 40th anniversary episode of Great Muppet Caper. That was fun, discussing with Matt Leonard, of course, knowing all things Muppets, as he does. And I always love discussing the Muppets, because I love the Muppets, too. Also, just uh, just some quick things, uh, some housekeeping. Uh, rumors or discussions, not even necessary rumors, but evidence. Concrete evidence that... Dining, the dining plan and fast pass will be coming back. 
FastPass kiosks in Walt Disney World have been seen and emerging and being uncovered, unveiled, woken from their slumber. So that will be coming soon. Soon, I'm hearing. I'm hearing it'll, it'll be sooner than we think, which will be nice. It'll be nice to get back to FastPass. The lines are growing and growing. Supposedly, they're moving well. Disney is doing a good job keep things moving, especially since they're allowed to, or they're being allowed or allowing the vehicles to be loaded to full capacity and running the 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 attractions at a better rate, uh, more of a, a typical rate that they would run the the attractions. And the dining plan, dining plan will be coming back. Disney themselves said in a blog post that they they snuck in there. Oh, don't worry. We, we didn't forget about the dining plan. It will be coming soon. No idea when. Um, my guess would be Fast Pass is coming before dining plan, and hopefully the dining plan's not far off. I would not be surprised if we see it by October 1st. I hope we see it well before that. Personally, I'd love to see it by August. But more restaurants are opening up. Food capacity is starting to, to flow and be more consistent. Uh, they're being able to to stockpile things better. And again, like I said, they're opening up more dining locations. Majority of them are opening up. So that all signs are pointing to the dining plan coming back. Again, it is a lost leader prog program for them. And what that means is that they're not making as much money off the dining plan as everyone may think. Some people they they do pretty good on if anyone's just going for quick service uh, and just the smaller things. Other people who take more advantage of it, going to the signature restaurants, pardon me, they don't uh, fare quite as well, obviously, because it's a fixed price. And if you go to if you go to the uh, California Grill, I mean, yes, you use two dining credits. But even at that, even at that, that, that adds up pretty quick. And now that they've added in adult beverages on that too, you know, you make a lot of money off an adult beverage. Uh, you know, if you're talking about a $13, $15 drink, it does not cost them $13 or $15 for that drink. Even if you're getting a souvenir class, say, at Olga's Cantina, um, and you get the $24 or $22, whatever it is, drink that is available. It does not cost them that much money, even with those mugs. Those mugs are nice. I have one of those mugs, and they are a nice ceramic, well-crafted mug. So maybe that costs them $3, even $5 at most. So now you're talking $17. You know, whatever they're putting in there, which is a pre-made concoction, does not cost them $17. <laughs> I'm telling you, it does not. Um, so yeah, so you got a number of different things available there. Um, you also have... Uh, so that, that should be coming back soon. Um, I expect that coming back soon, sooner than later, most likely this year. Uh, worst case, next year. But I I'm going to put put my uh, chips in on by October. October 1st, as I'm going to say, say my point. But we shall see. 
But also in the meantime, on good news, a more positive news, we had the return of fireworks just in time for 4th of July. July 1st, Walt Disney World started its fireworks back up. We had Happily Ever After debut or return to the Magic Kingdom and in all of its splendid glory. And then you had Epcot Forever 2.0 version of Epcot Forever, as people are calling it on the social media, that returned in also in Epcot on July 1st to just spectacular and just it's hard to picture the parks without fireworks. It's been so long. It's been so long since we've had fireworks um, with gone to a park without having to have fireworks there. It's, it's the best way to end the day. Um, it increases, increases the magic. It definitely increases the magic and um, maybe pay attention to next week's episode where maybe I'll be talking about the nighttime spectaculars. Let's see. Let's see what we have planned, shall we? But yeah, the, so the fireworks are back. Better than ever. Well, yeah. We got we got two shows. Phantasmic is still, still not uh, slated to come back. Supposedly they're working on Phantasmic. Let's see what happens there. Uh, Galactic Nights, the, the fireworks show at uh, the studios. The Star Wars one is not back yet either are we going to hear about that soon hmm, maybe maybe i don't see why not with everything else going on they may have to kind of replan things probably not though because they had the construction going on already so they, they should know how to, to shoot those off so that that should be coming soon um i would say that's coming soon obviously no fireworks in animal kingdom because you just don't do fireworks in animal kingdom but no nighttime show either. So if you're at Animal Kingdom at night, go to Pandora, do yourself a favor, walk around the world of Avatar and take in its beautiful glory and just how uh, amazing it looks. And you go back to uh, 2019 when I was talking about um, when I first got to walk around there and I even streamed the video of it. Um, so... Maybe I'll do that again. Maybe I, if I'm in Animal Kingdom at night, maybe I'll be going live from Avatar and walking around and just show you how, how wonderful it is and how, how spectacular um, the Imagineers did with Pandora. And just the bioluminescence is the, the word that they use for that place. And the sounds... The the looks, the feel, everything is just spectacular. But moving on from there to a galaxy far, far away. Like I said, tonight's topic, the Bad Batch. So how what what is this, the Bad Batch? Kind of the funny way to think of it. It's almost like Star Wars A-Team. And if you're ever a fan of the A-Team back in... Uh, Back in the 80s, like I wasn't. I Yeah, I actually was not an 18 person. Excuse me. Yes, I am drinking from my Star Wars mug while we talk about Star Wars, wearing my Star Wars shirt. If you're ever on a recording with me, you will see I normally I dress the occasion. Um, 
So just a little behind the, the scenes of how the Disney Marvel podcast is done. Yes, we, I, when I was talking to uh, Matt Vogel, I had a Muppet shirt on. Um, same thing. Well, same thing with Mike Quinn. I, I think I had a Muppet shirt on then as well. Um, when I, I talked to Daniel Ross, I had a Donald Duck shirt on. I, 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 I dress for the occasion. Yes, I am one of those people who goes to the theme park and themes my shirt to the park that I'm going to. And that's how I have fun. But yeah, the Bad Batch. Um, kind of the Star Wars 18, where you have a group of elite soldiers who have been misplaced in society or what society is becoming. And they have to find their way. This is where we are 10 episodes in. That they they kind of have these missions that they have to keep going on. And that they're assigned to. Um, kind of becoming mercenaries in a way of the of the Star Wars world. And you have you have six six main characters. You have Hunter, who is the leader. You have Tech. Strangely enough, is the tech guy. They they don't, you know, they're not hiding anything there. The names fit the characters. Wrecker, who's the, the big strong guy, kind of goofy. You have Echo, who if you followed in if you followed Clone Wars, the animated series Clone Wars, you would kind of know who Echo is. He he was left behind, um, thought dead. They the Bad Batch came in. They actually appeared in the last episode. Um, not last episode, but the last group of episodes of uh, of Clone Wars, the the final season, the act, the final final season, not the um, season where they got canceled, but the final season that was just released on Disney Plus uh, last year. So Echo was was found to be alive, and he became part of the Bad Batch. They, you know, fixed him up. Um, he's got law bionic parts to it. Um, he's kind of the odd man out as it were, because uh, as I'll explain in a moment, there, there's something unique about the bad batch. You have crosshair. He's the sniper guy. Um, so that's your main group of bad batch. And then you have the character of Omega, who is your introductory character. Um, and kind of the focal point of the story. She's kind of the focal point. But what makes the Bad Batch so special, particularly Hunter, Tech, Wrecker, Crosshair, is they are, as the, the people in Camino will say, the, the people who created the clones, in case if you're not familiar with those, um, these long neck weird things with like little tennis balls for heads and super long necks that walked around in the plants constantly in storm. They're the ones who created the clones from a guy called Django Fett who gave his DNA and he asked for a clone to be left perfect. That's who became Boba Fett. Sorry for any spoilers, but just uh, there'll be some spoilers in this. I'll try not to do talk too much about spoilers, not be too spoilery, but just kind of a refresher in case. I mean, come on, the what the original star wars movies came out how many years ago now oh, well, not the original the prequels they came out what started in the 90s so 20 something years 20 something years that we've these movies came out 
I, I, it's kind of beyond the spoiler part now. It's kind of safe to say. So it's kind of safe to talk about those at this point, I feel. So yeah, so Django Fett, unaltered clone, game Boba Fett. Keep that in mind because we have the book of Boba Fett coming out in December on Disney+. Plus, Which this show, in a strange way, ties a lot of that together between the Mandalorian, book of Boba Fett, and now also the Bad Batch. So again, and that's something I'll get into in a moment. Yeah, so you have you have these clones, Hunter, Tech, Wrecker, and Crosshair. And the Caminos, Caminians, whatever the best way to call them, who created the clones, say these ones were defective. And what that means is that there is the process of creating a clone that they do some enhancing alterations to uniform the clones. And to make sure that they follow orders properly, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, that kind of process did not necessarily work properly with these clones. These clones ended up being malfunctioning. Not something. Something in the process did not go right. But in that case they also gain their special abilities or like I said, Hunter's the tracker tech is the, the tech guy. He's extremely smart, works with computers. Well, Wrecker is incredibly strong to the point that he could push hover tanks. Crosshair has got the, the vision and uh, the sharpshooter capabilities. So you, you got a lot of different things like that. <sighs> These were supposedly the only clones. They say there's only five of them. Correction, six. But there's only the five of these. And Echo is not one of them. Echo was a clone. And he got hooked up to a computer. He, he got all messed up. And now he, he's separate. You have Enter Omega. And Omega, as we come to find out, is also a clone. And she is, a again, another special type of clone that um, was created. So she, in the first episode, things happen. Um, first episode picks up about the midway point, a little further than midway point of Star Wars Episode 3, uh, Revenge of the Sith. You start this right before order 66 is given and the clones are are helping out one of the the jedis jedi and her jedi and her padawan and it's deepa bilalad bilad jedi master to caleb dum duum who is Caleb Duham, you may ask. Give me a second here. I will tell you who Caleb is. Because he was voiced by Freddie uh, Freddy Prince Jr. And if you know Star Wars Rebels, you know who his character is. And I'll tell you in that one second. Freddy Prince Jr.'s character is Kanan Jarrus. Changes his name. 
this is his beginning, sort of, um, and how he ended up on the run. So you get, again, more backstory tying everything together. So now you've tied it. You've already tied in within the first few minutes, two, two, three minutes. You've tied in Rebels to this. You've tied in Clone Wars with already having the Bad Batch in there, particularly Echo. Now you kind of move forward and you they tie in some other things. Um, you have... I'm kind of going off in different directions here, but um, you have uh, where is it? What's her name? Palpatine obviously shows up a few times. You have um, what's his name? Grand Moff Tarkin. At this point, he's only a general. He shows up in the first episode, so you're tied in episode four. Um, and he is questioning the whole clone thing. And again, this is how the you see the Empire developing. Empire, the, the war is over. Palpatine has declared the New Galactic Empire. You know, the end of the uh, Republic and New Galactic Empire shall be forming up now. And you have all these officers dressed in their grayish tan outfits coming around and doing saying their things and promising new hope in the Empire will take care of everybody. The Empire is here to make things better. You've heard that before. And, um, yeah, so Tarkin comes in and starts questioning, do we really need these clones anymore? Is this the best resources, for, um, use of resources for the Empire? He kind of gets a look at uh, Clone Force 99, which is the Bad Batch. And... Kind of has weird thoughts about how that that all plays out. Something happens. I won't get into it, but um, they kind of go in two different directions, and it's a very interesting device. It's not a new story. It's not a new way of telling a story. Uh, it it's kind of been done before in some other movies and shows of and kind of the direction that the story takes, but it works well for this. Works very well for this. Also, eventually, Fennec Shan shows up too. So, a little spoiler there. Fennec Shan shows up, Ming Na Wen. Again, now tying in Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. You, you, you get more of uh, Fennec Shan's backstory a little bit and who she is. Then you get. Um, Oh, what's his name? Toledo 360 and um, Bane, uh, who's one of the, the bounty hunters from Clone Wars. He shows up in this too. So you you, um, you get a lot. You get, like I said, you're getting characters from all over the place. They're tying everybody in, which is fantastic. Rhea Perlman. Rhea Perlman. Uh, is in this and plays a fantastic character uh, who who ends up aiding, kind of aiding or guiding. Um, her character is called Sid, and she reminds me a lot of Roz from uh, from Monsters Inc. That kind of 
boss type of character that it's not it tells you what you need to know but doesn't tell you tells you what she thinks you needs to know not everything you need to know there's there's some other things going on there that she's not telling she's not letting you know but she's kind of keeping her information close to the vest as it were but yeah so you you got said former jedi informant who provides mercenary work for the Bad Batch. That's that's kind of how it's ran up here on the, the sheet that I found of the characters. You have a lot of other characters that have shown up or will show up too that, um, that are quite interesting. You start to see the Empire go, shifting from clones and starting hiring. Well, hiring is a loose term. But recruiting um, non-clone troopers to be the stormtroopers and kind of the relationship between them. And it, it's like I said, you kind of see the development of the empire, which I think in itself is a very interesting thing because it's something that besides some of the books, we really haven't gotten to see before on the screen. See a little bit in rogue one. You see a little bit in solo, but not in the longer format of a show which I, I I really, really am enjoying watching that as much as the adventures of Clone Force 99, the Bad Batch, um, and what they have to do with Omega. Now, kind of the interesting thing about Clone Force, and if you've watched the Clone Wars series, you, you get a sense, you, you will understand what this is. All the, the clones are voiced by D. Bradley Baker. So they all kind of have a similar sound to them, which is the, the point. They're clones. Being the Bad Batch or Clone Force 99 are unique in their characteristics because they're, they're cloning that's gone wrong and they're defective. The personalities are very different and the voices are very different. And he does a fantastic job making them sound similar but very different at the same time if that makes sense so wrecker's a lot more jovial and loud mouth or hunter's smoother and kind of cautious in the way he talks and tech is very matter of the fact and dare i say nerdy i i, I guess you know nerdy is a good way of, of putting it um and then he who else you got there Echo's kind of got his, he's more just sounding like a, a regular clone. And then Hunter, Hunter's got this interesting way about him. And I think I was mentioning this to, to Dan Z that something happens in one of the episodes where he ends up getting his face covered and he's speaking through um, a respirator type of device. And he sounded to me like, pardon me, kind of like Cobra Commander. If you if you can picture that or think, you know, hear that voice in your head, it's kind of like a Cobra Commander sound. And that is, uh, you know, he does a fantastic job. And then any of the other clones and stuff that it shows up, you hear that. Now, they've gone as far as, 
And this is kind of where it diverges a little bit from episode four, five, and six. Is that you will hear and see within the Empire female officers and female stormtroopers. That's not something that you had in those movies, but they're now incorporating it into the canon. So back ending it in because this is prequels to the original trilogy movies. And uh, so you, you, you hear that, you know, sometimes amongst all the clones, so you hear D. Bradley Baker's voice. Then you hear some non voices of his, some men and some women ones as well. Uh, there was a particular episode just about two episodes ago where they're they're on a um, a spaceship and there, there was a battle going on and you would you could clearly hear female female imperial officer or imperial character uh, stormtroopers. There's also an imperial officer that was a uh, female. Let's see if I could get her Braggs. Braggs is her name. Um, voiced by Shelby Young, who does a a is very interesting, very fantastic seeing that character standing up and again declaring to this planet that the Empire is here to be your friends. As she's surrounded by stormtroopers, and there's stormtroopers all around the the people gathered listening to her speech, and the Empire is good for everybody and take care of you. We will provide you with food and everything that you need. Just be loyal to the Empire and the Empire will take care of you. Right. So, yeah. And then things kind of go wrong and the, the true colors of the Empire are shown. The, the you know, tanks come in and the troopers take their position. So this is uh, this is where we've gone with this show. So if you've watched it, gotta let me know what you think. Because so far, I think it's been spectacular. Every week, for the most part, it's getting better. Start off a little slow. Episode one was kind of drawn out. Maybe should have been split into two episodes. Episode two was interesting for character building. Again, you bring in, they brought in another character from Clone Wars there. And kind of, you got to see where his future, you know, kind of where things was. He was the defector character, if you remember him. Uh what became of him and you kind of teaching life lessons to uh clone force 99 because what do they know they they they're kind of without a purpose now since they they um have run from the empire and out on their own and uh yeah so each lesson things each episode start, things start building but you really get again you get a sense of how the world is changing and you just get a lot of stuff going on. And like I said, each episode kind of builds and builds and the tension keeps building. You find out more. And it, I think that's also something special about this show. I mean, the other ones, maybe not so much clone wars, uh, maybe you didn't have this as much because of the who the characters were or all the characters. Uh, Rebels, maybe a little more so because uh, new characters again in a timeline. But Bad Batch, you don't know what's what's the outcome of these characters. You you don't know 
what's going to become of them. Um, so it's it's kind of like a fresh breath of air in the Star Wars universe because you kind of you, you'd like to think everything will be all right, but at the same time, you know that may not always be the case because they 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 they've kind of led you down some roads at some points already that make you think maybe not everyone comes out okay. Maybe not all the good guys win. And we don't know that yet. And it's quite possible all the good guys do end up winning at some point or in some way, form or fashion. But again, we, we're not 100% on that. We know nothing of the future of Clone Force 99 or a lot of the clones in general. And Omega, we know nothing of a completely new character to the Star Wars universe, not in anything else. We don't know what's going to become of her. We have six more episodes as of this past Friday. Um, we just had episode 10. There's six more to come. We'll wrap up in August, and I will make sure to uh, make sure to do a review. I'll have to see who I could do a review with, and uh, we will. We'll have to see because I, 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 so far it keeps getting better. So they got six episodes left, and they have not disappointed. This has been a fantastic series. And I, I, I yeah, I, I, I'm so looking forward to, to what happens next. It's Star Wars to, without being the Star Wars. You're not following Jedi's for a change. You're not, you're not following the Resistance. You're following five guys. Well, five characters. They're not all guys. Five characters trying to navigate their their way through the the galaxy far far away and i think that maybe that's when you think about it, kind of the thing with the um, mandalorian too you know you have this character who's not a jedi who's not a part of the empire he, he kind of this guy making his way through the world and giving this weird task I mean, yes, Grogu's got the Jedi powers and the Jedi get involved uh, when Ahsoka shows up. So you, you got stuff like that. So far with this, you've had Jedi in the first episode and not so much after that. So this has been a, uh, like I said, a, breath, a, a nice change in the Star Wars universe to, to get characters and stories like like we have. All right, I think that's, that we'll just wrap it up there. Um, appreciate everyone coming out tonight. I enjoyed talking to you about the Bad Batch. Um, next week, I'm thinking maybe we're going to talk about a little Spider-Man. We got some announcements of uh, the new Spider-Man merchandise for the, the new movie coming out. Hopefully, we shall be getting a trailer soon, too. That should be... That should be Shortly around the corner, we're, we're reaching that point that we should start seeing the, the first teaser for um, Far From Home. Not Far From Home, that was the last one. No Way Home. No Way Home. 
and um, yeah, you got some stuff going on in Disneyland about with Spider-Man too. So yeah, I want to chat Spider-Man. Um, if you guys have come up with a topic for a live episode, let me know. Shout it out to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and leave a message there too to the uh, Facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvels podcast or if Twitter's your thing at Disney Marvels. That's us on Twitter. Um, or you say, yeah, you can send a message on TikTok, can't you? <laughs> so <laughs> keep forgetting about the TikTok um at disney marvel's podcast on there too so join us out there keep the discussions going and uh i will see you next saturday night live on youtube have a great night happy independence day everybody be safe be happy have a magical magical week